When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, August 22nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians getting set to open a three-game series against the red-hot Los Angeles Dodgers uh, at Progressive Field. Uh, day off on Monday, uh, the uh, Guardians announced one move. They have acquired uh, Eric Haas, a former uh, Cleveland catcher, comes back to the organization as a waiver claim. Uh, Haas was waived by the Tigers on Friday of last week while they were here in town. Uh, so I don't know if he, he didn't have to go far or if he, you know, bothered going back to Detroit and then just comes right back here. But either way, a uh, short trip for Eric Haas, who rejoins uh, Cleveland's organization uh, and is, you know, kind of a kind of a weird move. Uh, I don't know what it necessarily says about Cam Gallagher's situation being on the injured list with a concussion, whether that's going to be uh, more of an extended stay than, than they first thought. Uh, but expect to see Eric Haas in the clubhouse uh, today as the, the Guardians open up their series against the Dodgers. Uh, and, you know, good to see a guy who, who we're familiar with. And, and even better to not see him dressing against the Guardians where he, uh, he, he feasted on Cleveland pitching every time he got the opportunity. Yeah, he did some damage against uh, Cleveland for sure, Joe. This is a guy that, what, in the, in the minors with Cleveland, hit 130 home runs. Um, it never really got a real chance um, in Cleveland. I only think he had 39, 40 at-bats in the big leagues. Uh, you know, uh, Roberto Perez was always in front of him. You know, they always had, you know, a, a pretty good backup, uh, backing up Perez. So he really never really got a shot. But he kind of blossomed a little bit. For uh, for the Tigers, he had the you know good year in 2021. Uh, kind of was and wasn't playing a whole lot this year, and you know they DFA'd him and uh, he's back. So uh, I I guess you know with uh, two catchers on the IL with uh, you know David Fry on the IL with the hamstring and and uh, Cam Gallagher with the concussion, you know maybe they needed a little protection. Uh, Cleveland felt they did. Yeah, and, you know, he is good with the glove behind the plate. He is good calling the game. Uh, he's credited with a bunch of defensive runs saved in his career. So uh, he, he does give you, you know, what what Terry Francona looks for in a backup catcher, the ability to lead a pitching staff and, you know, reliability behind the plate uh, is sort of one of the things that, that he values in that spot. And, you know, if the guy can go out and be uh, serviceable uh, when he's in the batter's box, then – then that's a, uh, that's a bonus. Who knows? Maybe this, maybe this develops into something. If they're very comfortable with each other down the stretch of the season, if he, if he remains with the club, maybe he, he gets, uh, gets in the mix to be the backup catcher behind Bo Naylor next year. Uh, if they, if they like him, uh, during that, but you know, that's, that's, uh, seeing things down the road a bit. We've got a month and a half of the season left. So, 
we'll we'll get there when we do. Uh, we don't know when, when or if David Fry comes back if he's going to continue to to you know have the gear and and uh, and you know be put behind the plate uh, in anything more than an emergency situation. So uh, that remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, Eric Haas back with the Guardians, uh, and uh, you know it's just a uh, uh, sort of a weird situation. I know uh, the club had their uh, charity golf outing uh, yesterday, and uh, that's where a, a lot of guys have been. I, 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 I'm still following Manny Ramirez's uh, Instagram account uh, <laughs> after the this past weekend, and uh, the the guy must think he's the mayor uh, of Northeast Ohio because he's been everywhere and and hung out with everybody. He he's like uh, he's like a man of the people now. It's 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 really kind of fun to watch uh, uh, Manny Ramirez even after his his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, on Saturday, uh, he's he is definitely getting getting the most out of his time here, uh, visiting uh, the the place where his career started. Yeah, he's man. He looks like he's having a good time for sure, uh, Joe. Uh, he uh, did he go? Is did he golf? I don't know. Did he? Did he? I, I, he, I know he was there. I don't know if he swung the clubs or not, but uh, <laughs> but he was there for sure. That's great. <laughs> uh, one guy who is not enjoying himself uh, right now uh, is uh, Wander Franco, the uh, shortstop for the Tampa Bay Rays. He is. Under investigation by Major League Baseball and by Dominican authorities, and uh, news came out today that uh, Wander Franco is on the the administrative leave, uh, placed on administrative leave by Major League Baseball during the investigation. It's sort of that limbo scenario that uh, uh, Trevor Bauer was going through a couple years back uh, when the league was investigating allegations of uh, domestic abuse against him. Uh, all this stems from reports that uh, the league and Dominican authorities are investigating a an inappropriate relationship or multiple inappropriate relationships with between Franco and uh, some minors uh, that uh, all that's still going on. So uh, the league sort of placed him on administrative leave. He's still being paid. He's still accruing service time. But both of those can be rescinded uh, depending on the result of the investigation. And, uh, you know, his eligibility for the postseason this year is still uh, in question uh, whether or not he comes back. Uh, that's still on the table. Uh, so Wander Franco uh, in, in a lot of hot water. Um, I think all this hit right after the the, the Guardians left town uh, in Tampa after Franco had, had hit a walk-off homer in a, to win a game against them. Uh, like the next day he was on Major League Baseball's uh, you know, he was suspended by the team and, uh, then major league baseball stepped in and, and started the investigation. So, uh, not a lot going good for Wander Franco right now, uh, down in Tampa. Yeah, for sure. Joe, that's a, you know, a serious situation. Um, you know, and MLB is going to take their time and they always do, you know, and, um, you know, this is, uh, I, you know, you just look at, uh, you know, you just wonder, you know, I mean, what is a kid, 21, 22 years old, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he has the world by the tail. And, uh, you know, it just, uh, you know, just sometimes, you know, it just happens and and you just don't know where, where this kid is going to, you know, end up. And, you know, it hurts him. It hurts the ball club. And not not to mention whoever, you know, has been, uh, you know, affected by his actions. All right. Uh, in November of 2021, Franco signed Franco signed a 
uh, 11-year contract extension worth $182 million. That's that's unheard of uh, for the Rays to to spend money like that. And uh, they went out and, and dropped it on uh, this guy who, you know, uh, has had all the makings. He was the, the number one prospect in baseball. And, you know, he came up and he's been producing. Uh, but he's had his share of, uh, you know, off-field issues. And he'd been suspended uh, or, or been benched a couple of times by Kevin Cash for, you know, behavior and antics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, not, the, I believe the one story was that he, he was benched for not being a good teammate. Uh, and, you know, that could could be a num- number of different things. But uh, all of this is, you know, file under learning experiences for him. And hopefully when the uh, the situation is is, you know, settled and figured out that, uh, you know, he's able to, to, to learn from his mistakes and move on, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be following the Franco situation as it as it develops. All right, I want to take a minute here uh, at the top to talk about Subtext, our subscriptions, uh, subscriber uh, texting service. Uh, it's $3.99 a month, uh, cleveland.com slash subtext, or send a message to 216-208-4346. Uh, if you were subscribed to Subtext, you would have heard about uh, Eric Haas being uh, claimed by the Guardians uh, immediately yesterday afternoon and uh, gotten some of our thoughts on uh, what we think of the move and what it means for the Guardians. Uh, and that's what we, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, it's a two-way street. You guys can text us your thoughts uh, on moves like that. Uh, always uh, very interesting to hear your feedback. Uh, again, uh, clim.com slash subtext uh, or send a text message to 216-208-4346 to subscribe. Uh, the Guardians hosting their uh, CLE Inspires Week. Uh, this is the big week uh, where they have their giveathons and all of their uh, their charity, uh, Cleveland Guardians charities, uh, sort of benefits from this. This is programs like the RBI program, uh, the the reviving baseball in the inner city, uh, where we see those um, those youth teams that the club sponsors that they go to the RBI World Series and they they go to these. Uh, tournaments and uh, kind of inspirational stories, uh, the the RBI baseball and softball teams, uh, and all the other programs that the the Guardians charities uh, sort of backs and supports. Uh, this is their big week for fundraising and uh, a lot of other uh, community outreach programs as well. Uh, I had a chance to go out uh, to Luke Easter Park on Sunday afternoon and meet with uh, CC Sabathia. Uh, former Cleveland great. Uh, he was there back in town hosting a youth camp uh, through the, you know, the Calig Giving uh, Foundation. Uh, they were there as well. Uh, it was uh, youngsters in grades one through eight, and they were on the field going through different stations and working out. And man, I'll tell you, CeCe looks like he'd go out and take the mound right now. He said he wants no part of it. He, uh, he says he's he's completely comfortable in retirement and he's, he's loving going and seeing his son who's playing at Georgia Tech uh, and having the freedom to do that. But, uh, man, CeCe looked like he could take the ball right now and and just uh, shove it past somebody. He was he looked really good. Yeah, CeCe's lost a lot of weight. I mean, he's he's skinnier now than when he pitched. So, yeah, yeah so he looks good. And, uh, you know, good. You know, CeCe's always been involved in the Cleveland community with the Boys and Girls Club. I remember he was big into that when he played here. Uh, you know, he kind of gives back. So that's, that's, that's great to see. 
He said uh, Dave Stewart, uh, former, uh, you know, pitching great from uh, Oakland and uh, I believe he pitched in Toronto as well. Uh, Dave Stewart, you know, showed him the importance of what it means to give back to the community that you you come up in. And and he said, uh, CC said he and his wife, Amber, they love coming back to Cleveland. It's always a, a great time when they're 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 back here visiting where their family sort of was born and, and sort of grew up uh, together. And uh, to to be able to 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 share that with the uh, the youngsters that they did out at Luke Easter Park and you know putting on the camp on the on the the All Star Turf Field that's named after CC Sabathia, uh, I, I think it was uh, it, it was pretty neat to see him just uh, you know uh, interact with the kids and and hang out and uh, and he talked about uh, you know a wide range of, of topics. He talked about that 2007 ALCS team and. You know how how you you know when you're a young player you you think you're gonna you do this forever and you're gonna get back to that level every year and uh, he talked about you know Casey Blake and Victor Martinez and and all these guys Grady Sizemore all these guys that he played with and how you know you remember that 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 moment is fleeting and you it's hard to get back and I'm, I'm telling you that's that's what this the Guardians Club right now is experiencing with these tw- uh, 2022 guys. Uh, you know, you you might not get back to that level for for a, a little while yet. You got to enjoy the experience while it's happening. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, I remember when uh, uh, when when uh, the uh, Guardians or the Indians signed Chuck Finley. You know, he had been to the postseason, I think, as a rookie with the Angels, and had gone like 10, 15 years without getting back again. And they finally met him when he came over to Cleveland. They made it. And I think that might have been uh, CC's rookie year, second mm-hmm. year. And I, you know, you you saw the uh, juxtaposition of those two standing next to each other. You know, Finley finally getting back to the. Uh, to the postseason and and uh, CC thinking, hey, this is what it's going to be like every year. So you know that always happens, and this is a hard game, and it's a hard game to uh, repeat as a champion. Yeah, Yonder Alonso was the same way when he was uh, with the Reds early in his career. He went to the postseason, and then he spent you know you know six seven more years trying to get back. And uh, in, in 2018, when they went to the playoffs, um, he was he was back, and he was was real happy about it, but. Uh, you know, again, it's you never know when those moments are going to take place. That's what made last season so special. CC said uh, he and Victor Martinez still hang out together. Uh, their kids still hang out together. And so, you know, that's always neat to share with uh, with the readers and with the fans that, you know, when you like to think that that some of these guys off the field, you know, have uh, deeper relationships than just, you know, uh, pitcher and catcher. Uh, these guys do, and and it was it was kind of neat to hear that, and uh, and that he was uh, he was all excited. He said uh, he was excited to go stop at Dave's Cosmic Subs for whatever reason. He he, he remembered <laughs> that. So, uh, you know, I for what it's worth, uh, the folks at Dave Cosmic Subs, if uh, if they saw CC over the weekend, uh, you know, he was he was there. He was very happy to do that. So, um, another uh, sort of uh, field. In, in in other sort of uh, donated field news, I guess, uh, Jose Ramirez is uh, dedicating, uh, the, the Guardians are dedicating Jose Ramirez Field down at uh, Clark Fields, uh, completely refurbished turf field, going to be used by the, uh, the the Cleveland Metropolitan School District's uh, high school uh, teams. Um, I, I believe uh, Lincoln West is going to have uh, access to that field, and, and they're going to play high school games on it. And uh, you know, just a, a, a big part of what Jose means to this community 
Uh, and that was something when when he signed the contract extension, uh, it was, you know, part of that was, hey, I want to give back to Cleveland and I want to, you know, see the, the the fruits of what I'm doing here. And this this is going to be a tangible thing that's going to live forever uh, after Jose's playing days are done. Uh, you know, he's going to have a field dedicated to him in the city of Cleveland that, uh, you know, young players uh, and young players with a, a Latin American uh, or, or Spanish speaking background are going to play on. Uh, and that's got to make him feel incredibly good. Yeah. And I think, you know, that was like you said, Joe, when he signed a long term deal, you know, he wanted to make a, an, an imprint on the city, not only on the field at, at Progressive Field but in the community, and uh, he's done a good job with that. And that's always cool to have a field. I, I was wondering, did you take any ground balls from, uh, you know, when you were out there talking to CeCe yesterday, no. Joe? Sunday? Did I take any, did I take yeah. any ground balls? Yeah. No. Yeah. My, uh, like CeCe, my playing days are uh, are, are well behind me. I, I'm more, more of the uh, dad coach. Uh, um, I, I do scorekeeping. When, when, my kid, when my kid's playing, I do the, uh, the game changer. I even have a T-shirt. That says I have, I do game changer. If, if any of the uh, oh, okay. the parents listening know what that's about, uh, it says uh, shut up. I'm doing game changer, yeah. which is pretty much how it is. If I'm doing game changer, don't talk to me. I, I like uh, that. That's years from now when I'm I'm doing the official scoring at a at a a, a game someplace. Uh, I could be the next Bob Maver because he's the uh, he's the best. Shout out to Bob Maver, who's the best scorekeeper we've got. He's really uh, good. He, he's well, really okay, Chad, good. Chad too. Okay, Chad. Yeah, Chad, yeah both Chad's got good. good. Yeah, these they're both good. Now, Hammy would have you believe that not all of the uh, scorekeepers that work at Progressive Field are are of of uh, that ilk, but uh, those two are, are definitely guys who are are tops in my book. That's uh, a tough anyways, job. Tough job. It is. It is to have your to have your material constantly questioned, Hoinsey, what is that? What's that like? I don't know. I, <laughs> it, it's, it seems foreign to me, I guess. Uh, but no, I did not take uh, ground balls with CC and CC said uh, he talked about his like sort of next act and, and like the, you know, what he's doing now uh, he's involved with uh, major league baseball network. They do a, a like a locker room sort of a broadcast of a game where it's uh, CC and, and a couple of other players just, you know, in their sweats, just sitting around on a couch watching a game and talking about different aspects and different things that pop up during the game uh, and relating them through the sort of the player's lens. And, and it's really neat. And, and, and CC says you'll never see him in uh, a suit and tie doing a traditional, you know, play by play or color commentary of a broadcast. But, you know, that kind of thing where he can sit back and, and be more relaxed and just sort of tell it how it is. That's way more his style. And and I'm telling you, he's really good and he's got some some great thoughts. And, uh, you know, he's he was around the game for so long. And now uh, uh, and he, he acts as an ambassador for the, the the commissioner's office and he goes to the all star game. And you see him at different events. So uh, right now, life is pretty good if you're CC Sabathia. Yeah, I've seen them on that show. They're they're really good. It's fun. It's a different way to watch a game. You know, just like some guys sitting around talking talking while they're watching the game at the ballpark or in or on uh, TV. So it's an interesting concept. All right, uh, changing our focus now. Uh, the Dodgers have won 13 of their last 14 games, uh, and they've been in Cleveland for a couple of days, just waiting, uh, uh, licking their chops, and an opportunity to to sort of jump on this. This young uh, Guardians club, uh, they they wound up having to move up their Sunday game. They played a doubleheader Saturday 
so that they could bug out of town uh, because of uh, impending weather in Los Angeles. And, you know, what's when's the last time you heard that? But I guess uh, L.A. is is experiencing some flash flooding and some, you know, they're they're underwater out there. Uh, but uh, so the Dodgers have been in Cleveland for uh, an extra day, uh, two days con- consecutively off, which is kind of unusual. Uh, but they're they're sort of waiting and, and ready to go uh, with, uh, you know, a, a lineup. They're, they're going to face an old familiar face. Uh, Noah Syndergaard will be on the mound uh, against them. Uh, and they've got uh, Bobby Miller, Clayton Kershaw uh, ready to go lined up uh, against the Guardians. Yeah, they are. They are loaded. Uh, Joe, they're playing really well. They've got a their their injury list is is, is it has more names in it than the telephone book. I mean, they've got a lot of people hurt, but it hasn't seemed to slow them down very much. Like you said, they won 13 of 14. They're leading the uh, NL uh, NL uh, West by 11 and a half games, um, and uh, you know they're cooking. So uh, you know the Guardians are going to have their hands full. Uh, we get to see Ahmed Rosario. He comes back. Uh, you know, after getting traded at the end of July uh, for Syndergaard, uh, he's hitting 237. I think he's got three or four home runs for the Dodgers, kind of playing all over the place, playing a little second base, uh, not hitting at the top of the lineup to, per se, but, uh, you know, he's getting some at bats. So it'll be good to see a med and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they will do some sort of video tribute, uh, you know, have him stand at the top step of the dugout and, and watch the big board and, and show some highlights. Uh, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see highlights of uh, Ahmed Rosario's time in Cleveland, uh, running the bases the way that he did, and uh, you know leading the league in triples, and you know just coming up in in big situations and, and coming through uh, a, a lot of the time. But uh, you know should have nothing. The fans should have nothing but uh, you know the utmost respect and love and appreciation for what he did when he was here because he played the game hard. And if you ask Tito, he played the game absolutely the right way. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's not too much. He can't say good about a, a med. He did, he did a nice job for him. He was, you know, he made that the Francisco Lindor trade, uh, you know, he equalized that him and, uh, you know, uh, 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 Andre Jimenez, you know, they, they, you know, they save face, they save the face of that trade and, you know, turn it into an advantage at, even, you know, for, for, you know, for, for the first couple of years of the deal, I think. So yeah, there, uh, nothing but good things to say about Ahmed. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the, uh, the effect it has on uh, Jose Ramirez, on Oscar Gonzalez, uh, their performance at the plate tonight with Ahmed in town, Ahmed on the other side of the diamond, a uh, guy that they were very close with, and and just to see, uh, you know, guaranteed Jose Ramirez two home run night tonight, right? Is that uh, is that what we're expecting uh, with Ahmed on the other side? All right, Hoinsey, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll wrap it up and uh, get back with you again tomorrow, uh, and we'll see you then. All right, Joe.